This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's up, y'all? I'm back. The only podcast that works on Labor Day. So, uh, yeah, it's your man Ernest, who you love Ernest, same guy, different Labor Day, <laughs> um, shout out to Labor Day, shout out to Labor Day, yeah, shout out to Labor Day, yeah, I mean, it. I'm thankful for this holiday, yeah, um, I don't have to work today as far as work for, you know, someone else, I, I do work for myself today, anyways, I wanted to I wanted to talk about or at least one of the topics in this episode. I wanted to talk about uh this the it's it's not necessarily a new trend. This has been happening since you know social media era really where um uh, probably even prior to that, but just it blew up more during social media era where there are teachers who are, let's just say, for lack of a better word, thick, but, you know, full-figured women, women who are voluptuous and they're in the field of teaching, whatever the grade is. A lot of them tend to only teach, you know, not only, but a lot of them that got in trouble were teachers that were, they were like kindergarten teachers. Nonetheless, teachers still um and these are typically black and latin women who are being uh who 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 are pretty much being hated on for their bodies sexualized honestly but hated on for their bodies and it's not students saying miss and I'm saying miss because it's usually typically a woman. It's not. It's not usually a man. The uh, a uh, a thick man or a a full figured man or just a muscular man who's a teacher. I've never seen any of them get complaints about that. I've never gotten complaints about that. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> but no, I've never seen any of them get complaints about their bodies. About you know someone might make a joke about, oh, this man, you know, that he, he he's wearing a tight shirt and he's, you know, about to pop out, you know, that shirt and, you know, a button's going to hit a kid in the eye, some shit like that, right? Yeah, people make jokes about it, but no one is calling for that man to be fired. They're just saying, hey, man, the next time you get dressed for your job, get a shirt that is big enough to fit over those huge biceps or triceps that you have over there. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what they're saying with this joke. But when it comes to these women, they're not, yeah, you have the jokes. You have the jokes people say, and they're like, oh my God, I, I, I'm i going to pretend to pretend to be a kid. You know, they, they show that Billy Madison meme going around where, you know, Adam Sandler, and if that's not Billy Madison, then I really need to brush up on my Adam Sandler movies. But Adam Sandler is, you know, a, a big kid 
sitting in a classroom full of maybe they were like second, third graders, maybe they were little kids, either or he was way too old to be in that grade. And yet he's sitting there and, you know, the joke is I'm a grown man that is going to sit in this classroom and stare at this voluptuous woman all day because, you know, I think she's attractive, you know? Um, so yeah, there are jokes that are stated for uh, attractive female teachers as well. But the majority of it is not jokes. Although I think all the jokes are corny, not saying that these jokes should go down, but the majority of the commentary that happened that's about these voluptuous um, female teachers, they're not jokes. And they're calling for these women's jobs. They're saying they should get fired for dressing this way, right? And these women are dressing appropriately. I've seen, yes, I've seen pictures where there are women who dress like they're just going to the club or they just came from the club and it's like, all right, you know what? Like, whatever you did last night, you're a grown-ass woman, but come on now, come on. At least have the decency to show up late for work but in appropriate work attire or just not show up at all. You know what I'm saying? Like you ain't, you, you, the, the moment you bend over to pick up a pencil, them kids is going to see a show that they shouldn't be seen at their age. You know what I'm saying? But the majority of the time, and I'm talking about not just personally from work experiences myself, but, but from online, it's appropriate wear. But you just you know how if you are a voluptuous woman, whether you're a black or Latina or you're not any of them, you know your figure is going to show within the clothes that you wear. You cannot necessarily control that, but it should not be something that you penalize for. That's that's what I really want to say is like these teachers should not be penalized for their figure. And this is just a dangerous precedent for anyone who thinks it is okay to call up a school, to call for the firing of a teacher because you cannot look at this woman, this full-figured woman, and not think about sex. Because it shows your mind, your mentality, where your head is at. The moment you see a thick teacher, you think about sex. You think of, and then you you attach that mindset to these children and think that these little kindergartners are thinking about what they're going to do with this voluptuous woman. And if you're trying to tell us that you was thinking that way as a kid, something is wrong. And I think there's a bigger issue that need to be had or need to be discussed far bigger than this woman is voluptuous and it's making me feel a certain way in my pants. So I know it's making these kids feel a certain way in their pants, which is totally false. Again, I can speak from experience from what I've seen, not just as a kid, but just as someone who is in these classrooms working with teachers who are, you know, they're nice figured women, you know what I'm saying? 
these kids ain't thinking about that. Now, I'm not saying not, uh, there are some that are sadly exposed to stuff like that. I've seen that. But they still, they think about each other that way. They don't think about the teacher that way. They, <laughs> If I could tell you how these kids really feel about their the, their teachers, they, they hate them. <laughs> they hate us. Like, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't say it's hate, but it's it's definitely not uh, not always a positive feeling. You know? But they're kids. They're, of course, they're going to think that the, the, the person is, the teacher is just the worst human being in the world simply because the teacher is telling them what to do. They don't know anybody. They don't know that this is for your own good. Like, you have to follow these rules. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, they're not going to have the more most positive. And again, that's not every kid. We're not discussing that. We're discussing this aspect that you perverts, yes, you perverts, can't seem to uh, get past looking at, a again, a voluptuous woman and not think about having sex with her. You try to attach her and be like, I don't want my child to see a woman like that. What I, I don't even think that's the case. What I think is they don't want to have to speak to and respect, and I'm talking about men and women who do this. They don't have to, they don't want to have to speak to and respect a woman who has a body type that they feel should only be used for sexual use. But they can't do that. They can't view that woman that way because this woman is a teacher, someone who should be respected. This woman is someone that their child is going to learn from, someone who is teaching their child, someone who is caring for their child's safety. And I don't see how that's hard to look at it like that. Like no, nobody loves a thick woman more than I do. Trust me. But I know how to turn it on and off. I know that if my child is, they go into school, right? When I have kids, I'm thinking about homeschooling. That's a discussion that is going to be had in the future. But let's just say I don't homeschool, right? Let, let, let's just say me and the my wife decide, hey, we're actually going to try public schooling before homeschooling or just having them, you know, not not doing homeschooling at all. Right. Because things can change. And I see a that that their teacher, whether that it be their kindergarten teacher, the first, second, third grade teacher is a nice figured woman. Sure. Am I going to acknowledge that she's got a nice figure in my head? Hell yeah. I'm not going to lie and be like, I'm just. But am I going to place these thoughts on my child, son or daughter? No. Am I going to then only view said teacher as a sex toy and and then pretty much have that mentality and, and say, I don't want this sex toy teaching my child because with a body like that, you should not be in a classroom. You should be on a stripper pole. You should be on the OnlyFans camera. You should be on the I. You should be on the IG, being an IG baddie. You know what I'm saying? You should be selling fake, uh, you know, flat tummy tees and shit, right? 
You should be in a rapper's video. You should be on Pornhub. You should be anywhere but this classroom. Absolutely not. And that's what y'all are saying. Y'all can dance around all you want. But that's exactly what y'all are saying. With this mentality. There's another aspect of it. Because I got a lot more to say. The, the other aspect. That. Well I'm going to save this part for last. Because I believe it's the most important aspect. This part here. I think a lot of the critique now, it's not just women who are making these calls to these superintendents or making these posts on social media saying this woman is dressed inappropriately, even though she is dressed exactly how the school. Um, And you'll find that a lot of these teachers do not get fired because they are dressed appropriately. They aren't acting inappropriately. They are actually doing their job. The only problem is, one, you got these fathers and mothers who can't see a full-figured woman as anything other than a sexual toy, right? Two, you have jealous parents out there. This one goes more so toward mothers. I've seen it happen. And it's not all of the mothers, but it definitely, you can definitely tell which ones are actually jealous of this woman's body and then taking it out on her and saying she needs to be fired. She doesn't need to be around my child looking like that. Again, weirdly placing your own sexual mindset on your child and saying, if I think this way about this woman, whether I envy her body or want to be in her body, It's still weird to even place these mindsets on a child. But this is what these people do. And there are times where, again, I've seen it. It hasn't been often. The most of the time is just people can that 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 cannot see a thick woman and say this this woman deserves to be respected no matter how banging I think her body is. That's the majority of why people feel uh, like they need to fire thick teachers, right? But there are instances that slip through the cracks. They're just jealousy. It's just jealous statements. Now, this one instance that I'm talking about, uh, referring to with the uh, Latina, I don't know her name or anything, but it's the more recent one that went viral. It wasn't a situation of the way she explained it and the complaints that she got. It wasn't a situation of of jealousy per se. And she said it was a man, I believe, who made the comment, uh, uh, who made the uh, complaint and tried to get her fired. Someone's father, someone's father who, again, as I stated before, saw this woman and said, ain't no way in hell my child is going to be exposed to that because my childish, immature mind cannot look at this woman and and just acknowledge her 
attractiveness and leave it at that, but still respect her for her professionalism, still respect her for what she is going to do for my child, these six to eight hours that she's going to be with him five days a week. I can't do that because, oh my God, she's so thick. But again, there are instances where it's just straight up jealousy. Again, I've heard comments when you see women, mothers have made comments like, she don't even need to be teaching if she going to be looking like all that. That, ain't, that, that has a zero to do with somebody. Yeah, it's still sexualizing them, but you can tell that was a sexualized comment based in jealousy is what I'm saying. Why is she, she looking like that and she don't even need to be, she should be doing this. She should be that. She, they'll say things like she should be a model. What they really mean is she should be an IG model. She should be a sex model. She should be on OnlyFans model. She should be doing something of that realm. Not on a runway. They're not giving her a compliment like, oh my God, she's just so gorgeous. Why is she teaching my child? She should be on a runway. She should be on billboards. And it wasn't, it's not even like that. Even though those comments are still borderline as well. Especially when you're talking, you got to be careful when you're talking to educators. You know, we're human beings. Of course, we're going to see people and say they're attractive and think they're attractive. I'm not saying let's 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 uh, deny reality. Let's not lie to ourselves. But there's tact. There's tact in how you can handle these situations. And these parents clearly have no tact. And there are instances, like I said, where there's a mother or a father who can't escape their own sexual uh, uh, biases for women who are of a specific body type. And therefore, they attach that to their child or they try to hide from it and say, I'm a concern, put on this cloak of a concerned parent, when it really is, you're not a concerned parent. You're someone who happens to be a parent that is immature and that cannot, again, look at a woman of a certain stature and say, this woman deserves to be respected. You only view them as the sexual nature that you you view them as. That is a you problem. That is not a them problem, them as in the teacher. And even if they were doing it to the men, it would not be a, a, a problem with the male teachers. If a male teacher clearly has a great physique because he works out and it's noticeable, unless as long as he's, again, dressing appropriately to the school standard of what appropriate is. And every school is different. You know, there's schools with, I say, business casual. There's other schools that want everybody suited and booted. The schools are like, I just, as long as you don't come in here in a three in a two-piece bikini or naked or in short shorts or looking like you just came from the club, you good. You know, you wear your sweats, wear your, wear your T-shirts, whatever. Just do your job. 
You know, there are schools, but generally there is, yes, a set standard that pretty much schools in, in the United States at least have. And if these teachers are meeting that standard, they're not going to get fired. Just like all the women who were were had their jobs threatened by people who were threatened by their bodies on social media, those women still ended up keeping their jobs because these women clearly did nothing wrong to lose their job in the first place. You got teachers who some might even say are unattractive teachers doing inappropriate things with children, speaking inappropriately with children, with other co-workers. I want those same parents to be more, uh, to, to have an uproar about that than they do about the women who make them feel a way because they, 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 they have a specific body type. These women, again, should not be made to feel like they're doing wrong at all. They should not have their jobs threatened in the first place. There should not even be a meeting. If I was a superintendent of these these schools, right? The principal, superintendent, whoever. And somebody called me and said, you need to fire Miss So-and-so, Miss Johnson, Miss Garcia. Because they are looking this way. They're dressing inappropriately. But I see Miss Johnson every day. I see Miss Garcia every day. I don't think Miss Johnson or Miss Garcia dress inappropriately. I think Miss Garcia and Miss Johnson do a phenomenal job with the students that they have. I think they dress appropriately. They do their job. They come in on time. They, they're doing everything that they should be doing. I'm not going to fire them. I'm not even going to give them a conversation. I'm, I'll probably bring it up like, listen, I got a call. About, but you ain't got to worry about it because I told them straight up, well, if Miss Garcia is not doing anything wrong, if Miss Johnson is not doing anything wrong, I am not going to do it. Do not call me with this BS. Now, if you want to take your child out to school, take them out of Miss Garcia, Miss Johnson's class, go about doing it the appropriate way. I ain't going to stop you from doing that. But what I'm not going to do is let go of a good teacher who's doing a good job simply because you feel a way about their body. You need to work that out. That's how I'd handle it. As a teacher aide, that's how I looked at those situations. Listen, I, although I couldn't do much in those situations anyways, it was always, listen, she, she does her job. I'm in a classroom with her. She's doing her job. She's dressing appropriately. I don't think there's anything wrong with what she's doing. Now, if the student, if the student's parent wants to take them out of this class, I, that's on them as well. Take them out of this school, that's on them as well. You want to go to a, a white school or go to the other school where the teachers are not thick, the teachers don't necessarily, the, the women who are, you know, uh, the women who, who are of a specific race or nationality aren't really built like black and, and Latin women are, by all means, be my guest. Do that. You are the parent. That is your power. 
but you have zero power in trying to police black and Latin women's bodies for whatever reasons, whether that be a jealousy or because you cannot look at women who are built this way and not think sexually. And because you can't do that, you believe that your child does the same thing. Your child, once again, does the same thing. Or when they get to your age or at least older, they won't be able to escape that mindset. Because you're the parent and you know best and blah, 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 right? The last thing, and, and, and this is the most important aspect and the most dangerous aspect, not, not that these women's bodies being policed isn't dangerous at all and it's not important at all, but notice how I kept saying black and Latin women's bodies. Sure, have I seen some full-figured white women teachers? Yes, never seen one with an Asian body or, or you know, whatever, but there might be some out there. But the point is, I kept pointing out black and Latin women's bodies because one, it's happening to them majority of the time. Two, when you think about voluptuous bodies, you think more so black women and Latin women. And again, from seeing from experience, from my personal experience, from working within the schools and seeing online, it is the black teachers. It is the Latin teachers who are getting these threats. And if you are a black or brown, whatever you want to call yourself, I say Latin because a lot of them will say black, well, I'm brown, I'm brown, I'm brown, but then they show, they, they fill out white on the applications. This is stuff I see <laughs> on, on the school apps, the census applications, they fill out white. So what is it? White and brown are two different colors. Anyways, that's for a discussion for a different time. That's why I'm saying black and Latin, because at least the black folks are at least consistent with filling out black. Or a categorization of black, right? But if you are someone who claims to champion more teachers that can relate to your black or Latin child, trying to get these teachers fired because of your immaturity, your peanut mop brain, essentially. You're not doing you're not you're not doing anything good. You're not doing anything well. Now people could say, "Well, they could just hire skinny black and Latin teachers, right?" Cuz there are a lot out there. There are women who are black and in Latin who aren't necessarily full-figured women. Okay? But that still sets a dangerous precedent in saying that women who are built a certain way should not be teachers or cannot be teachers. And it's not because people will say, well, they're distracting my child. Again, as someone who is in these classrooms, I can tell you, your child is not thinking about that. Your child is not looking at that teacher in any way other than this person is the devil. Let me tell you that. 
child's not looking at them in any if it's if it is a positive way it is not a positive sexual way it's a positive way as in this adult really cares for me this adult validates me it is nothing sexual majority of the time 90 i want to say 99.999998 of percent of the time and again, there are times where I do see students and I have to check students for being sexual or saying something sexual at whatever age that they're at. It's toward other students. It's toward each other. It's not about other teachers. It's not toward another teacher. It's toward one another. But I don't see parents saying, I don't want my child being in this classroom with this other boy, this other girl, because they're doing some extra extra shit. They're, they're, they're in the third grade and they're talking about sexual things that they should not be talking about. No. Quite as it's kept, teachers, and I'm not, not teachers, but parents... will see their kid do that, see their other see someone someone else's child do that and look the other way, especially if it's a heterosexual thing going on, you know, between a girl and a boy. They will look the other way. Because that's natural to them. But a natural bodied black woman or a Latin woman teaching that is unnatural to them. Now, people are going to be like, it's teachers who get BBLs and they teach you. They shouldn't. As weird as it is, I think that that, that it is to, to get a BBL and work anywhere other than, I don't know. That was the woman's choice. If she decided that she wanted a bigger butt, so she went to get a BBL. But that does not mean she wants to get a BBL to be a OnlyFans um, uh, model. That was her choice. But again, oftentimes we're not talking about we're not talking about what we see on social media. You see more BBLs in social media than you do in person, unless you live in Miami or some shit, right? If you're not in Miami, if you're anywhere else other than Miami, or maybe Atlanta, <laughs> them two places, you're gonna see natural bodies for the most part. All right. From the again, from the teachers that I've I've never seen in person. I've never seen a teacher with a BBL. Simple as that. But from my personal experience and from what I've seen online, again, it's natural-bodied black and Latin women who are being who 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 are being sexualized by these parents and who are being. Uh, threatened with they should they should lose their job they shouldn't even be working in the school looking like that dressed like that they're dressed appropriately the only difference between how they look and if a skinnier teacher were to wear the same dress or the same outfit is clearly you see more of the figure of the bigger woman than you do the skinnier woman or at least the figure of the skinnier woman doesn't threaten you or make you feel whatever sexual 
uh, desires that you have in your pea brain head that it does for the more uh, thicker woman. Same outfit, different body types. But you're saying she's dressed inappropriately. She being the thicker teacher. Nah, like that's not that's not it. And this is a dangerous precedent that I don't see happening too too much, but it it's 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 something that we should still be wary of. Because I can thankfully say that the places that I've worked for within the school system, they deaded this shit before it got anywhere. It was always a, well, if this this teacher does not, it, it, one, this teacher is not dressing inappropriately. Two, this is actually a great teacher. She does her job. Three, you're the problem. So... I know there are there are principals and superintendents who think the way that I think, even though I'm not in their position, they feel that way as well. So I never got any of the teachers fired. But again, this is a problem, although I don't see it growing because I still see, especially right now, when there's a teacher shortage, I highly doubt that schools are going to be quick to get rid of teachers Again, if they're doing their job, which majority of them actually are, doing their job well, they're not going to get rid of one because you got a you got a, a pea brain parent calling up the school about Miss Thicky over here. They're not going to do that. What they're going to do is that's a you problem, and they're going to tell you if you want to take your child out of Miss Garcia, Miss Johnson's room by all means do so. If you want to take them out to school, then um, that's that's your choice as well. And oftentimes the parents don't. Eventually they shut up. Eventually they, 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 they know that their efforts aren't going to work. They've been... <laughs> I've, I've seen this a little bit, not oftentimes, but there have been parents that's like, then I just won't go up to this girl. I just won't go up to because I don't want to see that. But then uh, there are times where they know they look goofy. Their efforts did not work, so then they come up and it's as if they never made that complaint. They're either silent as a mouse or they try to, they put on this fake ass act like they actually gave, like, like they actually liked the teacher, gave the teacher a fair chance. It may have been a situation where they, they was like, I'm tripping. I apologize. Let me be nice to this teacher going forward. I don't know, man. I pick up on vibes, and the vibes to me were felt more like I took this L. I look goofy. I know I look goofy, and I'm not even mature enough to look at a woman who is this body type and say that she should be respected. So you know, damn well, I'm not mature enough to apologize when I'm wrong. But again, I can't stress enough. This is a dangerous precedent that. Y'all out there, if you think that it's okay to call for these women's jobs and you're somebody who, again, you think this is okay, you're doing this to, y'all, y'all be the same ones that talk about representation all the time. 
the importance of representation. Now, representation is definitely important, but not when it's uh, uh, in politics and you're not getting anything for it. Meanwhile, within your own communities, there are teachers who represent, who are great examples of representation, and you want to get them fired. Great examples of representation because they're dark-skinned. Great examples of representation because they're simply black or they're Latin or whatever, right? They have a specific, you know, uh, uh, accent. They, they, they're actually from the neighborhood that your child is growing up in. They actually went to the school. All these other things, right? That type of representation is the one that matters because they're showing the child you too can come from this community, this neighborhood, and do something positive with your life. Have a positive influence on people, on, on the youth under you when you get to my age or as you get older. You too can live out your dreams. But no, you want to get them fired. Because you can't look at their body and not think about sex. You can't look at their body and not think about jealousy because of sex. Nah, like, this is a dangerous precedent. And you know how many racist and, and, you know, racially biased teachers there are out there. If these women who mean well get fired simply because you don't like their bodies and get replaced with racist and racially biased teachers... You're going to be the first one screaming, school to prison pipeline. You're going to be the first one screaming, these public schools, these schools are racist. They... You're going to be the first one screaming at. When you had a, when your child had a teacher that not only wasn't racist, but actually was good representation and actually just did their job. But you put pressure on the school to fire this teacher because you didn't like their body as in you didn't like the fact that their body made you feel a certain way. That shit makes no sense. And again, that is a dangerous precedent that you are going to set if this thing were to be taken serious, like I said, I have no, I don't think, you know, these complaints are, are, are ever going to be taken seriously, or at least not in this moment in, in, in time where there is teachers are scarce. It's a scarcity out here. These schools need teachers. They need more than they need guidance counselors, behavioral aides, people within the educational system in general. I don't think these schools and these school programs are going to be quick to get rid of a teacher because of the number of complaints that they've gotten by a parent who's a fucking idiot. But just because I don't think that they their efforts, because I know for a fact from what I've seen, their efforts, their efforts on the parents part is not successful most of the time doesn't mean that I'm going to stay silent and say, okay, let me not talk about this issue. It's still an issue, but in, in general, 
I still think it's a problem that you have parents who think it's okay to to do that. Even if there are if they are unsuccessful in their efforts majority of the time. It's still not okay for them to even do that in the first place. The turmoil that these teachers go through. And it's not like they don't they haven't already gotten enough comments about their bodies outside of school. Hell, when they were probably in school themselves as a student. Teachers don't get paid enough to be dealing with that crap, y'all. Speaking from experience. So, the simple fact of the matter is, stop doing it. Stop doing it. These women aren't doing anything wrong. These teachers aren't doing anything wrong. Because they are living in their God-given bodies. As long as they're dressing appropriately, as long as they are acting appropriately, they do their job well, guess what? They deserve to have their job and be paid more. Which is the case for, again, like I said, from what I've seen, I'm saying majority. I damn near want to say all, but I'm still say majority. But majority of these teachers, these thick teachers, again, I damn near want to say all because I have yet to see a full-figured teacher who was inappropriate personally. I haven't seen one that was dressed inappropriately and was just a bad, terrible teacher. That's me. But I'm still saying majority. The majority of them are great teachers. And y'all, again, y'all are doing your child more damage. You're doing yourself more damage by wanting to get them fired because you can't look at a woman with some thighs and some hips and think this woman deserves to be respected because she's a human being. Not oh, this woman shouldn't work here because she built like this. Yeah, human beings suck. But you know what doesn't suck? The Earnest Thoughts podcast, and it will continue after whatever break I I have. But stay tuned. So what's up, y'all? So many of y'all already know that I have a lot more interest in politics and life and speaking with a fellow writers and authors and just other people in other fields that I think are amazing. I have a love and interest for music as well. Now, I don't necessarily create music. Well, I do make beats. Y'all should check them out whenever I share them on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, all that. But I'm talking about a dedicated podcast where I speak about music. So if you like my honest discussions about whatever I talk about here, you're going to love the honest discussions I have about music over at the My Two Cents podcast. That is a podcast I do, a weekly podcast. I've been doing it just as long as this podcast that you're listening to right now. The My Two Cents podcast can be found anywhere you're listening to this podcast. Go over, subscribe to My Two Cents podcast. That is the word My Two Cents is spelled numerically dollar sign zero dot zero two 
podcast right after that. You'll be able to find it everywhere you're listening to this podcast. Once again, go over and subscribe to the My Two Cents podcast. New episodes every Monday, just like this podcast. Now let's get back to the show. All right. So next topic here, we're going to talk about myself briefly. Um, As maybe some of y'all know. I just recently had a birthday, another one, another one. But yeah, another birthday. It was my 31st, for those who are wondering. I know there's a lot of people. This is going to be kind of a side note, uh, but I can do that. It's my podcast, and we're talking about myself, so it's still kind of on par. Anyways, there's a lot of people who listen to me, a lot of people who listen to me, and they... I guess I sound young, you know, and this is people who just listen to me. They don't watch videos. Uh, These are people who listen to me. I'm on this other app called Wisdom and it's, you know, just like, you know, your favorite podcasting platform. It is an audio only app, Um, you know, Uh, or at least most podcast platforms. Most of them have elements of, you know, video and whatever, but not wisdom, not yet at least, um, or at least not the Android version of it, um, but the comments I've gotten on there a lot of the times, well, not a lot of the times, a couple of times, um, and this is something I've gotten in the past too, is people who were like, they're, they assume I'm younger than I am, and because they assume that I'm younger than, than my age, whatever that age was at the time, they assume obviously they don't that I either don't know what I'm talking about or that they're older than me or they're much older than me and you know they're gonna school me on some shit right but then when I tell them my age because they always ask right Um, if it's not brought up in a situation they always tend to ask the tone always changes it goes from I know more than you to oh shit I now I gotta listen because he's old (laughs) or he's just as old as I am right you know um and I just wanted to mention that and say this thing here kick rocks (laughs) like fuck you like that like you didn't want to respect me when you thought I was just some young dude but now that you found figured you found out that I'm you know 30 plus now now what I was saying before matters it didn't matter if you thought I was it it wouldn't have mattered to you if I was 21 saying the things that I was saying to me it just seems weird because it seems like you would me personally if there was someone that was saying something that I thought was super profound or mature right now I do I have gotten comments like oh man I thought you were younger I was gonna say you're really mature for your age uh you're really mature for a 20 year old you're really mature for you know however old however young I thought you were uh because of the things you were saying I've gotten those comments but oftentimes it's usually I want to say it's a 60 40 40 being what I just said 40 percent of the time when people are shocked to find out about my age it's usually 40% of the time, it's usually 
oh, I was going to say you were mature for an 18-year-old, right? Um, you know, I remember one time there was this, I believe he was like 18 at the time or so. Maybe 18, 19-ish at the time or so. Um, he was like, you got a youthful spirit. I thought you were my age because you just have this youthful spirit about you, right? And I think that's another thing as to why people think I'm I'm so young. Because um, I honestly don't think it's it's my face. People, I don't look super old, but I do believe I look my age to at least someone, a man in his 30s. You know what I'm saying? Um, or close to it. Um, but I think it's that aspect, but youth, having a youthful spirit to some folks means you're an idiot. You're dumb and young, right? Um, which is not true. You know, dumb, young, dumb folks. Yeah. They are acting like a lot of their, their peers, But I don't get this whole youthful spirit vibe from them. I don't get an old spirit vibe. I I, I don't necessarily pick up a specific vibe other than idiot vibes. You know what I'm saying? And they're young and dumb, you know, just like how I was at their age. So I was likely giving off idiot vibes to someone else when I was their age. I'm not saying that to be insulting. I'm just saying what's what's fact, right? When I hear youthful spirit, I think of someone that doesn't allow life to age them to the point where they are old and miserable in their 30s, in their late 20s, you know, in their 40s, 50s and up. So I hope to carry on this quote unquote youthful spirit that I have. Now, I don't want to be seen as a little nigga, young nigga as I get older. I, I I want to be seen as a more mature, older dude. And I do get that. But do I want to keep this, quote, positive, youthful spirit that I have? Absolutely. Because most of the time, again, when I have gotten those comments, it's usually people saying how comfortable I made them feel how light I made the moment, how easy it was to even speak because of, you know, it was just this carefree, judgmental free vibe that I gave off. Something that they, I guess, associate with the youth because younger generations tend to be more open, open-minded, more open to, you know, change, more open individuals in general. You know, as we get older, we become more closed-minded, more whatever the case is, right? Not even just about other people, but but about ourselves, right? How this relates to me, all, all, other than the fact that it, it's about me, is this topic that I want to talk about here is something that I... It's a message that I was getting from both, from both God and in the Spirit. You know, um, you know, the universe, right? A message, the message of me, everything is within me, right? Now, I may have talked about this before on this podcast. I've been doing this thing for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't going to remember everything I said. 
I'm going to just remember things I've said multiple times, right? Um, but with that being said, I feel like I've talked about this before, but not in the capacity that I want to talk about it here in this, in this uh, topic or segment here, right? Everything is within me. What do I, what do I mean by that? Everything that I desire in life, I already have within me. I just need to do the work to exude these things. The love that I want to have, the way that I want to be loved, is within me. I just need to do more of that for myself to exude that. The success that I want, it is already within me. The successful life that I want to live, all this other stuff, it's already within me. I need to do what I need to do in order for these things to come out into the world. So it's not just within me. How I perceive myself, the way that I feel about myself or want to feel about myself or want to perceive myself. These things are within me. I just need, again, to put it out there, put myself out there, put in the work. It is not about other people's acceptance, perception, appreciation. Now, there are people are are listening and like, Ernest, you never gave a damn about people's perception appreciation or acceptance of you so how is this something new that you just figured out once you turn 31 i appreciate that (laughs) i like that you've seen that side of me right but i can tell you that's not all of me or hasn't been all of me i think i said it before on here but i'll say it again there have been times recent times and older times where I did not feel as strong or did not love myself really because this all just comes 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 back to this aspect of love and self-love in general but I did not love myself or did not feel the love that I know that I should have because I was too much focused on other people's perception of me, other people's appreciation of me, other people's acception uh, of me. Accepting me, right? So I'm not perfect in the sense that I've always been, you don't care about blah, blah, blah. I haven't been perfect in all that. Now, they, they may have caught me in moments or a moment. Because that side of me has always been inside of me. And it's still here. You know, when you do a podcast for so long and you only get X amount of views. When you do YouTube videos and you only get X amount of views, right? When you do whatever, right? And you write or whatever the, the case is. You make books, you only you don't make as much as 
maybe someone else believes that you should make or would want to make or you believe that you should make, but you still do these things anyways. There's a level, a large level of not giving a fuck, really, (laughs) to be honest with you. There's a large level of not giving a damn about what the result is going to be, or how other people are going to perceive it. None of that. What the numbers are going to say. You're doing it because you want to. Because this is how you feel. And again, I, I'm doing that now. There's been lots of moments in my life where I've done that. But there are notable moments to where I stopped doing things or I was like, this is a complete waste of my time. And it had to do with the lack of a, of attention, acceptance, appreciation, whatever, all under, under the umbrella of attention that I wasn't getting from other people. I stopped doing YouTube because, oh, I'm just tired of getting two views, right? I stopped with these podcasts or being consistent with the podcast because who cares? Nobody else is going to listen. The views have dropped. People are not listening as much as they once were before. I had to realize, especially with podcasting, especially with other things that I do, I had to realize when you first did these things, you did not go into it with this idea or at least with the majority of your reasoning for doing it being for other people's consumption or appreciation let me put it that way right you're putting it out there in the public so obviously you want other people to consume it but it wasn't put out there for the for the full sake of of just someone appreciating it as someone viewing it right you did this because you really wanted to do these things that's why i started this podcast podcasting in general that's a part of why i started writing when i did years 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 ago my senior year my junior senior year of high school That's why I, you know, did a lot of the things that, you know, make beats. I made a, I made a new beat this morning. You know, felt good to make it, felt good to put it out. But it just was, again, when I started doing these things, it was because of me. It wasn't because of somebody else. It wasn't because of someone else's perception. It felt good to put out that beat on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, it's unlisted, by the way. So I'm not putting a channel link. The YouTube link, channel link that you're going to see in the description box below is not for my beats and shit. I have my beats unlisted for various reasons. Number one, I don't want YouTube taking them shits down because YouTube, you know my history with YouTube. Two, it's, 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 I feel like whoever wants to listen to them is going to have to put in the work to listen to it. So they're going to have to reach out or they're going to need the link. That's when you, how unlisted videos get viewed on YouTube is when the link is shared to them. So that's how I'm treating that situation. There might be a time where I make them public, but for now they're not public. 
so that channel is not going to be public. It, I mean, it is public, but it's not going to be shared, right? If someone stumbles upon it, they subscribe. They they'll get they'll get a link to the beat or the beats. That's that. But it felt good to put that out and say, you know what? I'm okay with this one other person that I shared this link to being the one other person that heard this beat other than myself, of course. I'm okay with that. Why? Because I'm satisfied with what I did with this beat. I'm satisfied with how I uploaded it. I took the time and I put it out there. I'm satisfied with what I did. And I believe that how I'm going to create the life that I want for myself is I have to satisfy me. As selfish as it might sound, you might you you, you might be someone who knows that I aspire to turn my books into movies, right? But you got to publish them, right? If I'm not satisfied with the final publish of the final product, they're not going to get out there, right? I don't care if someone else is going to say, I'm not interested in this plot. I'm not interested in these characters. I cannot relate to these characters. I cannot relate to these plots. Okay. Don't read the book. Don't watch the movie. Don't watch the show. Because yes, TV writing is something else that I'm dabbling in as well. And yeah. But I feel like that's how I'm going to succeed. Not worrying about, oh my God, I got to create for the other, uh, for other people's consumption. Now, of course, yeah, I, as a creator of anything, whether it be TV, movies, books, music, hell, even if you're just the chef, you have to think about the other people, the consumer's mindset, how they're going to think, feel, whatever. But when chefs are creating their master meals, right? When when musicians are creating their songs, right? At least the ones who care about their art, who care about their craft. When writers are creating stories, we are doing so because we want to express what this creation is and put this creation out there. And I can't speak for all writers, and I'm not going to speak for all writers, but this writer here... When he creates his his stories, these are stories that I feel should be told. These are stories that I dreamt of. These are stories that I came up with. And I believe the healthy dose of narcissism that I have, that this is a story that is great enough that other people should listen to this, uh, should read this story should watch this movie, should watch this show, should pay attention to this story. I think it's good enough to be out there in the world. If I'm wrong for doing that, I don't want to be right. But I say all that just to say, listen, like, this was a message, you know, everything is within you. It's a message that I've heard plenty of times before turning 31. Hell, even before I even turned 30. But it just, again, I feel like God especially does this wonderful thing to where he sends you messages 
when you most need them. Like you, you start to understand certain messages when you most need them. And that was definitely a message that I really needed for myself. Everything is within you. Everything that you need to succeed, everything that you need to love, everything that you need in your life is within you. You need to do the work for you, not for anybody else, for you. I forget this woman's name, but she got the song, This Is For Me, Not For You. I'm doing this for me, myself, nobody else. Again, selfish to some folks. Inspirational to others. Whatever you take from this message. Number one, I don't know what God wants for you. So don't take this. If you want to, I'm going to say this. If you want to take this message, I don't know what God or the universe wants for you. Because I'm not you. So if you take this message and you believe that it resonates with you in any way, do not get upset with me if you apply it to yourself and you figure out sometime down the line, this is not the message God or the universe wanted for you. That's why I say this is about me. I'm I'm putting it out there because one, I can do that. It's my podcast. I can do that too. Y'all know I like talking about myself. Three, I needed a second topic to fit the all three topic format. So that's why. And I wanted to. At the end of the day, that's what it is. So we're going to get into a commercial break or some form of break again. And then we'll get into the last topic. Stay tuned. Y'all hear that rain? Maybe. I don't know. I'll play this back uh, when I am, you know, about to edit and upload and stuff and see if the rain is in the background. If it can be heard, I'm going to leave the background music out. If it cannot be heard in the audio, of course, I can hear it. But if it cannot be heard in the audio, then yeah, maybe some background music or so. But uh, we're not here to talk about what. Ernest is going to do editing wise for this episode. We're here to talk about student debt, right? Student debt forgiveness, or at least $10,000 worth of forgiving something that's multi-trillion dollar shit, whatever. Uh, And before, you're so ungrateful, you're so ungrateful. Let me say this now. Let me get this out the way now within the first minute or so. Joe Biden and the Democrats did a good thing, right? Shocker, right? Cue the <gasps> sounds, cue the oh, cue the oh my god, the world is ending. Whatever you want to cue, cue it, right? Whatever state of shock you want to cue, cue it. If you're on the anchor app, you want to clap it up because you're a Democratic shield, clap it up. Hit the applause button. But I'm giving Joe Biden his credit. As I've had zero problems with, as I said in the past, even when when Donald Trump was the president, I have zero problems giving anybody 
Democrat, Republican, not Democrat, not Republican, anybody in politics or not, whether I love you or not, like you or not, I have no problem giving anybody credit when credit is due. In the same light, I have no problem criticizing anybody who's due for a critical ass whooping. Joe Biden has been due for a critical ass whooping ever since everything. But this is not one of those times per se I'm going to give him a critical ass whooping. Even though you could forgive more than 10 G's. I'm going to give him his credit though. If it is true what folks have been saying about uh, getting a Pell Grant who receive a Pell Grant every semester this thing on top of the 10 G's will then make college free for them that's amazing and y'all should clap it up for, for, for that and y'all should give Joe Biden and the Democrats their credit for that is that where the, 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 the praise you know should that praise go on until the midterm until 2024 absolutely not more can be and should be done but let's give them their credit now for for doing this wonderful thing. Bare minimum, but wonderful thing nonetheless. Now, this isn't necessarily about giving Biden his credit. This is about the folks who don't want student debt to be forgiving simply because, and it all, all I don't care what anybody says. I've heard plenty of reasons as to why people say that it should not be forgiven. Yet they have no problem when when Wall Street gets bailed out, bailed out. They have no problem with Ukraine getting money. They have no problem with Palestine getting money. They have no problem with other groups getting money. They have no problems with immigrants getting stipends when they get to the country. They have no problem with any of that. They do got a problem with reparations though. They also, uh, outside of reparations, they also call give uh, call uh, forgiving student debt, or at least ten thousand dollars worth of it, a handout. No matter what the the excuse is, and again, I've heard them all. They all are, they they're all pretty much because I didn't get my student debt forgiven. Because I had to pay mine off, it is no fair that others have to pay theirs off. There's this guy that I, I'm going to say his name because fuck it, he said it. Cryptos RS, George. I like the guy. I like, I, I love watching his videos, his live streams, his videos, because <clears throat> obviously he talks about crypto and I'm into crypto. Um, but I just love the knowledge that he shares and he does it in a way that I not only understand it, he's, he's, he's blunt. He's honest about it. He's not, I don't get the sense that he is for the most part, let me put it that way. Cause everybody trying to sell you shit, but for the most part, I don't get the sense that he will get on these live streams and videos and say things. And if the if you can actually hear the rain now, it's because I'm near the window, right? This time, standing up and you know recording this in near the window. But I don't get the sense that dude 
is trying to sell me on some bullshit because he has investments in certain areas this that and the third i trust his word for the most uh, for, the, uh, for, for the most part too so when he does say i invest in this or i have investments in this i tend to want to check out whatever crypto project or the crypto that he's talking about he's big on bitcoin but i've been big big on bitcoin even prior to watching him he's just someone that again that i agree with because how big we are on bitcoin right but I mentioned him because he mentioned in the video when, when it was first announced. And I know this stuff happened. People are like, oh, this happened weeks ago. Motherfucker, I was off on my birthday, ah, bitch. Anyways, he mentioned in the video, it's no fair because, you know, my wife is, is she, she paid off. She worked really hard. Me and my wife, we worked really hard to pay off all of our student loan debt. And it's no fair that other people can get theirs forgiving or at least get $10,000 of it forgiving. And that's when I turned off the stream. And I said, oh, you one of them niggas. You one of them. You one of those folks that think because it hasn't happened to you, a good thing that didn't happen for you, that it shouldn't happen to anybody else. Yeah, I'm not listening to your stream today. Not when you're talking about this bullshit. Keep talking about crypto, though. Keep talking about Bitcoin and all the other stuff related to this field. And I know finances, you know, is related. It's all relative. Whether you're talking about debt, whether you're talking about whatever. You got people who, who, like myself, got into crypto because we're trying to be financially stable in life. You know what I'm saying? So we're at a level to where we could take care of whatever debts that we have that we don't get into debt in general. But if there are times where we can have that debt forgiven, like everybody fucking else does and can, why not take advantage of that? Why not Why not be on board with that? Hell, even before I accrued it, student, because before I started at the school that I'm at now, I didn't have student debt. I had a full ride. Tuition free, baby. Only thing I had to pay for was books, and I did that. With the money I made. I didn't have student debt. But I still was for student debt forgiveness. I still was somebody when I was at the previous university I was at. I still was somebody that would support my classmates and say, yo, they shouldn't have student debt. Again, this is before I even got to the school. I don't have a full ride at the school that I'm at now. But before I became someone who eventually will have student debt, hopefully it is forgiven because, you know, the government with me and money, they do things for everybody else that I qualify for that I somehow still don't get. You know, the stimulus, there's other shit. I, I, you know, I never, you know, I, I meet the criteria all the time for a lot of these quote unquote handouts, right? I meet the criteria and I still don't get it. So I don't want to put it out there, but I'm not even too confident that I even qualify for getting joint, even though it was it. You got to make less than 400,000 a year. 
I'm on a teacher's salary. I make 35000 a fucking year, y'all. <laughs> Clearly, I qualify for it, but watch. But the way the government treats your boy, eh, they make that 35000 look like 400000 So, either or, let me not put that negativity out there. What I'm saying is, even before I had to take out loans to go to the school that I go to now, I was still for uh, the forgiveness of, 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 of student loan debt. I was still screaming college should be free. I mention that because a lot of people, again, have this mindset. A lot of the same people who feel like, well, because this nice thing didn't happen to me, it, it shouldn't happen to everybody else, which is pretty much the mindset everybody. Like I said, no matter the excuse, it all falls down to that mindset. Because it didn't happen for me, it should not happen for thee, for y'all. Because I can't do something, no one else should be able to do something, right? Because I'm not allowed to do X, Y, and Z, or whatever the case is, no one else should be allowed to do X, Y, and Z. And that's a childish, selfish mindset to have. Y'all probably was listening to that me on that last segment. Oh, he did selfish. He so does a selfish nigga say student debt should be forgiven even before he had student debt himself? Does a selfish nigga say that? Because prior to me going to the school, my I, I would always tell myself I am not going to college or I'm not going to a school unless I was going to it for free. And I did that for eight years. Hell, I think it was longer. But I'm going to say I did that for eight years after graduating high school. Go to school for free. It was much longer than eight years, but, you know, I'm going to put eight on the number. (laughs) It's much longer than eight years, though. But I did that for eight plus years. Life changes. Your mind changes. Opportunities come to where you feel like, okay, let me change up my mind about certain things. And But what hasn't changed is my mindset. I still believe that student debt should be forgiven. I don't care if, well, I do care if I end up having to pay my shit off, even though I meet the criteria of someone who should have at least 10000 of his debt paid off, if not all of it. I do care, but I'm not going to be the guy that says, you know what? This is bullshit that I got to go through this bullshit. So everyone got to go through this bullshit. No, I am not that hater. I am not that immature. What I will say is it's BS that I got to go through this BS And we, all of us who has to go through this BS, even those who don't have to go through this BS, we need to come together and fight against this BS. That's the mindset that I'm on. But you go, you know, you got self-centered folks who don't want to do that. It's a bit disappointing that George had that mindset and I'm only picking on George because he's He's the last person that I, you know, 
he's someone that I actually, well, I don't know him personally, but he's someone that I know who has that mindset. But it's not just George from Cryptos RS. It's it's all it's a lot of other people. A lot of other people who were blessed enough to make enough money to even pay off their debts or to need, not have a high enough uh, uh, debt to begin with that as high as the student debt that is out there right now. Y'all was blessed enough to even be able to do that. And yet you want to take away other people's blessings because you had to do it in the first place instead of looking at the institution, instead of looking at the government and saying, look at all the money you're giving to Ukraine. Look at all the money you're giving to these other places. Look at all the money you're giving to people who aren't even in college, who don't even have a social security number. What you mean you cannot send me to college for free? What you mean I can't have free health care? Look at all this money you given to these motherfuckers who aren't even citizens of the United States, whether they're people who are citizens of other countries or people who aren't even legal citizens of the United States yet. you But they can get money. Well, your own citizens can't. Land of the free. But ain't shit here free. Instead of doing that, instead of looking at the the the, the government, they want to blame the other, the the common man and woman, the common person, the other poor motherfucker that's being played with and toyed with by the U.S. government. Nah, I don't care how intelligent you are in whatever field. I don't care how lucky you were or blessed you were. I won't even say lucky. I'd say blessed. I don't care how blessed you were to be able to pay off your credit card debt, your student loan debt, your health care debt, whatever other debts that you had, your bookie debts. The simple fact of the matter is, in regards to education debt and medical debt, but student loan debt, that's the that's the uh, topic at hand. It should not be what it is. You should not have a mindset that because you paid yours off or you're paying yours off, that other people have to pay theirs off. That is... That's that's that that's that's a horrible way to think, yo. That's like a parent that's like because I struggled at 18 years old, my child when they turn 18, they get kicked out the house and now they got to struggle. Oh, because my child because I didn't have this experience as a child, my child is not going to have the experience that they want as a child or the the experience that they deserve because I didn't go through that as a child. What? And I know not everyone is your child. I got to move away from the window because other voices might be heard. I know not everyone is your child, but even human beings in general, having this, this mindset that because I can't enjoy something or I didn't get 
to benefit from something someone else or nobody else should be able to benefit from it. It's crazy. The one thing that I feel like will get people more on board with it, maybe, is if the government was like, fine, to everyone who paid off their student loan debt, we will give you your money back. So if someone paid off, let's say $90,000 and they were 90, 90 G's in debt, right? And the government was like, we give you one fat ass check or we give you like, you know, not a thousand dollars for, you know, the next X amount of years or $10,000. And we, uh, let me, let me put it that way. We give you a $10,000 bonus check for not for the next nine months. Right. Or just again, one fat ass check of 90. Again, the government, the U.S. got the money. So I don't want to hear, we don't got the money for that. We got the money for that. Look at all the money that Ukraine's getting. Look at all the money all these other people who aren't United States citizens are getting. Stop. I don't want to hear shit. Stop it. We got the money for it. But the only way I see more people possibly getting on board is if the people who already paid their stuff off or the people who are paying, let's just say again, someone owes 90000 and they already paid 20000 off. And the government was like, fine, we'll give you a $20,000 uh, check or we will pay the difference off. Let's let's do it that way. We'll pay the difference. So, you know, we'll give you a $20,000 check and you ain't got to pay the rest, right? So we will forgive the seventy k that you still owe and we'll give you a check for the twenty k. If someone paid their own totality of 90000 they get a $90,000 check. For those who haven't paid anything, like myself, who haven't paid anything yet, because we haven't graduated yet, right? We're not in, we're still in that little, you know, you don't got to pay phase. For those who, and we do get our uh, debt forgiven, we don't get a check. Then I'd be totally fine with the government saying, yeah, Ernest, you, you're not getting this money either because we paid off all your debt and you didn't make payments for it. So we're square. We don't owe you a damn thing and you don't owe us a damn thing. Go about your business, boy. I'd be like, all right, you got it. You got it. But I ain't running things. But that's the only way I see people, more people like George get on board. If George paid $100,000, his wife paid $100,000 or however much they paid. And they said, okay, George and Miss George, you get your money back. How about that? You know, or you paid a certain percentage, a certain portion, you get that portion. We forgive the rest. Boom. U.S. got money for that. That's how I see more people being in line with it. And same for medical debt. If someone was like, I'm not for free health care because I had to pay all my health care bills. Okay, if you paid off the $500,000 that you that you owed, here's a $500,000 check from the government. Boom. Oh, well, you need 
you, you paid half of that. Well, here's a $250,000 check and we'll forgive the rest. And if someone hasn't started paying, we'll forgive it. But guess what? We don't owe you a check and you don't owe us. Get out the hospital bed, cut, recover, uh, hope for a speedy recovery. And get up on your way, boy. But hey, that's just me. That's just my thoughts. These are my ideas. Maybe I need to run for something so I can get these ideas out there because we got the money. But uh, that's future talks possibly. And that'll be the end of this episode of the Ernest Thoughts Podcast with your host, Ernest. You love Ernest. I have fun doing this. You know, I, I enjoy doing this episode. Uh, you will hear me next week as well. Check the link in the description box below. If you feel compelled to support me financially for my future paying off debt needs or whatever, hit up the Cash App and the Venmo and the PayPal will all be in the description box below. Check out the merch that I have for the Earnest Thoughts podcast as well in the description box below. Subscribe. Please rate the podcast as well. And until next time, until next episode, stay black if you are black. Stay beautiful. Black Lives Matter. LGBTQIA plus lives matter. Black trans lives matter. Black women matter. Black men matter. And I'm out. Peace.